Hello everybody! Welcome to the ninth episode of Take Note. Hello Randy. Hi George. Hello everybody. Uh, wherever you are, we greet you a good day. So whether it's yes. night or afternoon or morning, yeah. good day. Welcome to the Take Note podcast. And uh, really George, time flies when you're having fun. Amen. Yeah. When we're... Uh, <laughs> We're on our ninth episode, yes, and we, uh, we, we before you listen to this episode, no, no, no. After yeah, you listen after. to today's episode, oh. you you can listen to you can listen to our uh, past episodes, and we hope uh, we'll be able to uh, help you make decisions. Yes. Because George, what's take note? It is a show, not a preaching show, not an advice show. Uh, it's definitely a talk show because Randy and I. <laughs> we, we talk a lot and We're we just want to share our experience we break down topics that have to do with you know life decisions and seasons or times in our lives and and hopefully by sharing our experiences insights it'll help you make decisions so yeah we never want to tell people what to do but tell you what you can do and leave the decisions up to you so wherever you are and whenever you are <laughs> whether you're listening to this uh, right after it comes out or afterwards you know or, or next year we pray that God's message will bless you and that and yeah that this podcast will help you yep and uh, George March being uh, uh, a, a season where we're entering into mm-hmm. uh, into Lent Lent uh, yeah Friends, we decided that uh, our topic for today uh, mm-hmm. will be about Lent. Um, yep. It's about last year, Lent. We, yeah. yeah, last uh, last year, last month, we we in our last podcast we talked about love, and now we're talking about Lent. All right, as we prepare for, obviously, every Filipino um, knows this. Um, you know, Holy Week is. Um, going to happen uh, very soon and we prepare for it in the season of Lent and Randy you're the Bible expert alright and so Ooh, I just <laughs> really? <laughs> you are the uh, <laughs> theological scholar between the two what? of us <laughs> so I just, I just want, let, let's just give people an idea of what Lent is you know where did it originate from why is it called Lent in the first place I used to think that it <laughs> I'm serious I used to think it was called Lent <laughs> to remind us that you know Life, our life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be, I didn't can really be. believe it, but for a moment, I'm like, I wonder if that's what it means. Yeah, because so, yeah. because George, when you search the word Lent on Google, <laughs> one of the things that it will tell you is that it's a past tense of lend. So yeah, you could also say it that way. But uh, Lent, if uh, we're gonna try to simplify the definition yes. of Lent. It's uh, the the first usage uh, was around the 13th century, mm-hmm. and the word Lent um, is is an old English term meaning spring, spring, springtime. All right, okay. springtime. Wait, before I go to explain what 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 uh, what's the significance of spring during Lent, Lent is also used to remember. For us to remember the 40 days of uh, Jesus' uh, uh, before Jesus went to public ministry, 
Okay. He he spent 40 days in the wilderness in the desert. So yes. Lent and in another translation of the word Lent is Quaresma or in Filipino we call it Quaresma. So that means mm-hmm. 40 days. So okay. every year, George, at the start of uh, uh, Lent, uh, it starts on Ash Wednesday usually. Yes. And it ends on Monday, Thursday. Uh, Mon- before Monday the f- Thursday. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, Monday, Thursday. Holy Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday before the, the Passover meal, okay. the Pesach. So that, the, yeah, that's... Lent and, uh, and and it stands for uh, the old English term also stands for lengthen or lengthen meaning because in spring the days were longer correct yes, uh, yes. the summer solstice okay there, which is a different there, and a different like I said Randy is the scholarly one between the two of us but Rand I love what you said um that it remembers Jesus's um. 40 days and 40 nights in the desert where he fasted, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is why one of the common practices in Lent is to fast, is also mm-hmm. to commemorate or to remember Jesus, what Jesus went through for those 40 mm-hmm. days and 40 nights. And, and he didn't just fast, right? He prayed. Yes, and, um, yes, he prayed, and then that's also when he encountered uh, the the temptations. Correct, the devil. Yes, <laughs> the <laughs> devil. And and interestingly enough, um, I love it to tie it into what we do here on Take Note. It's also in those three temptations that he made three very major decisions to turn away mm-hmm. from those temptations, to say no, to yeah. you know, to pleasure, to worldliness. And mm-hmm. uh, to material uh, dominion, and you know, um, to to say no, to turn away from what the world, quote unquote, what the world has to offer, and to choose God, to choose His mission. All right, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why, as you listen to this uh, podcast, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, um, the question we want to pose for all of us is. What makes Lent meaningful for you? So mm-hmm. we, we're not trying to tell you what it, what it should be for you or what, you know, but, but first of all, it's for you. When you think about the Lent season now, whether you're religious or not, um, or you are, you know, you practice the common practices during Lent, um, how can we find meaning in it? Especially in today's, you know, in, in, in today's times when everything is so, so different, all right? Yep. Um, yep. Hopefully, we can dig up some gems and find out, you know, what, what makes Lent, Lent meaningful and how, how can it be meaningful to us? Right, Rand? Yeah, and, ho- yeah, and George, hopefully, hopefully um, we'll be able to um, uh, come up with a personal uh, meaning for you. Um, because uh, we, we, we come from different orientations. We, you know, um, our way of uh, sacrifice is different from yours. So, so hopefully that uh, when we try to answer the question, how can it be meaning, meaningful, hopefully it will, it, will be, it will be coming from a personal uh, standpoint. So right it's on. you, you, our dear listeners. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. So first of all, Rance, kwentuhan lang tayo. <laughs> what was Lent yeah. like for you Could, when you were young? Yeah. Could, or or yari, wala. Wala naman tao dito. Wala naman na kinig. Wala oh. naman tao dito. So tayo lang magkwentuhan lang. lang tayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I grew up, George. Uh, yeah. Period. I grew up. Yeah. Good that I grew up. Um, I grew up. <laughs> I I grew up. Uh, um, with my grandparents, and um, during that time, many years ago, um, Lent commemoration of Lent is uh, usually very quiet, and mm-hmm. uh, there, usually there are no shows on TV, except yes. for a few that shows the life uh, in times of Jesus Christ. Yes. And, or the Ten Commandments, uh, mm-hmm. and then you're not supposed ben to her. Burn. Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> Charlton Heston, Moses. Moses yeah. yun, ano, George, yeah. Mm. Um, and the, or or be, be, you're not supposed to make any noise because yes. uh, they tell you, sh- sh- when you, especially during Holy Week, patay pa si Cristo yes. and all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was how I grew up. You know, That was what I was exposed to. Uh, I'm sure, George, ikaw iba din. How was Lent for you? Oh, actually, not very similar. My, my, we lived with my grand, or rather, our grandmother lived with us, and she was very, very devout, um, very religious. And when we say religious, um, means she really observed the practices and the traditions of, you know, the, the Catholic Church. And so, um, yeah, we we and a, apart from the things you said about, especially during Holy Week, being quiet. And I remember you couldn't jump on the bed. You know, when we were young, we would jump. It's like don't, <laughs> George, you know? George, George, George. I don't know about you, but I was not allowed to jump on the bed <laughs> because I was big, and <laughs> so I, it, it 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 didn't matter. matter if it was Lent or summer or or Christmas. Randy, <laughs> you can't jump on the bed. Okay, because on okay. Easter they would say, "All right, it's time to jump." So that didn't apply to you, okay? Yeah. But, then, yeah. Uh, but you know, another thing was uh, I remember we'd always talk about a sacrifice for forty days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. Some some people do uh, for uh, just for Holy Week, but uh, I remember one tradition or one thing that uh, used to happen was we would be invited or we would think about what can we sacrifice for forty days. Oh my gosh, it was. Um, it mm. was always uh, it was an exciting thing, but also difficult. Forty days, can you imagine? Especially as kids, right? Um, I don't think I was ever able to give up TV for forty days. But then for Holy Week, definitely because you know there's like you said, hardly anything showing on TV anyway. But you know, at some point it was candy. Some friends of mine would give up basketball, <laughs> something they loved, you know, something they enjoyed, and. Um, some people will wonder, what's the point of a sacrifice? Why do you have to sacrifice? Or actually, a good question is, why fast? Because some people don't really, may not, you know, maybe a lot of us do the fasting or have been brought up with the fasting as a tradition or maybe something even imposed or seemingly imposed. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be really good to understand why and why it, you know, just so that it's not just, an empty sacrifice, but then, diba? what? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, we, we we do fasting basically because Jesus did fast mm-hmm. during the forty days that he spent in the wilderness. And and George, um, I I had the privilege of of, of going to uh, the Holy Land 
and I discovered because when I when I hear the wilderness, mm-hmm. um, I I I I imagined that you know it's it's in the middle of the woods or something, it's uh, on the mountain or something. But but I, I I discovered that wilderness during their time in Israel was more like the desert, and okay. it's it's just flat there and it's all gray yeah. and uh, yeah so so Jesus fasted and uh, what did Jesus do he refrained when you do fasting you refrain or you deprive yourself of physical food yes okay now it's it's uh, it's a good practice to fast because instead instead you you, you shift your focus from what is known to be uh, a worldly need or maybe something like eating mm-hmm. and you shift your focus to trying to listen to what god will tell you right on so so you you so i i you skip a meal and instead of skipping uh, instead of eating use that time to either pray there you either go. to uh, do corporal acts of mercy during the time or whatever you Spend on eating on like like you, George. If you if you spend two thousand pesos on a meal, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, three thousand. Yeah, three thousand in a buff, <laughs> in a buffet restaurant. You, you just get that money and then give it to the poor. Uh, basically, uh, fasting just shifts our focus because when I, we yeah yeah go go yeah because um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> But don't worry, that happens uh, <laughs> more often these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, just to build on what you said, I love it. Uh, someone said that uh, another way of saying it is, yeah, you take what is essential, right? Yeah, yeah. because food is essential, right? You, yes, you cannot yes. live Lugau. without food. Lugau. Ah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you can't live without food, so you give up, and and. The reason why it's meat is because it's a gen, gen, generic or generally like most, maybe most of the population when meat represents the getting filled or, you know, and mm-hmm. um, obviously if you, you don't meet, eat meat, you would have to sacrifice something else. But the point is that it's essential. You acknowledge this is essential. This meal is essential. Food is essential for me. But I will give up what is essential also, to say or to remind me of how essential God is in my life. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I love what you said, to use the time that you eat instead to, to love others, to serve others, or to pray, to commune with God, or the money that you're supposed to spend on that meal. <laughs> Someone said, my youth leader said, Pag nagfa-fast ka, dapat magdasal ka. Pag di ka magdasal, nag-dieta ka lang. <laughs> Nag-diet ka lang. <laughs> Walang nangyari. Because you, you made a sacrifice, yeah. But you didn't. So that's kind of like just going on a diet. If something spiritual, something inside of us should change, ideally. So let's, one way to make, because if, if, if you don't get the concept or you're not so much a believer, maybe it's also because um, it seems like it's just something that's imposed or a fad or just a practice which doesn't have that much meaning, but maybe one thing that can give it more meaning is 
to substitute your meal uh, sub, you know um, with 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 God's presence and and go deeper into his presence whether it's in prayer or discovering him in other things or other people um, allow that act to bring you closer to God and and definitely and and if you're not religious then it's you know or or but you are seeking or you're wanting to begin a relationship with God then you know I find rands that even when I do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. because I'm not focused on the eating or I'm not preparing the food you know, my mind is actually clear and I actually have time to do other things. Um, yeah. And that's not even a religious fast or a spiritual act. It was simply a fast, you know, the, the, the term they use. But because to fast basically means to not eat. So what more if you use it to clear your mind and say, God, speak to me or just have some alone time with, with, with the Lord and, and experience him in your own personal way? Mm-hmm. Actually, George, um, from experience, when you do this, um, I, I think in a in a whole year it's good that we have some time um, yes. to, to to pause and to uh, uh, but of course now there are there are more expressions of uh, or more ways of uh, remembering the Lenten season mm-hmm. or what Jesus did uh, uh, as compared to before um, and, and it's not just fasting George it's also abstinence right? Yes. You abstain from something when you talk about the meat. You abstain from that, or you abstain from from too much uh, uh, computer time, mm. gadget time. You know, you 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 can like this this Lenten season. You can fast from uh, from all these YouTube videos, TikTok videos, and just listen to listen to note take note podcast. Yeah, and that will that will be yes, that will be your best sacrifice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and I guess it, it gives it, it, I, I, I like what you said that it gave you time uh, to to maybe think about the more important things. To uh, I, I, I I read the book of John Maxwell. The title of the book is "Think on These Things." So during this time, it's good to. Uh, try to evaluate where you're at in your relationship with God, and uh, uh, later George will talk about the many di- expressions of this, <laughs> especially now, right? it's, and, and like you know, because sometimes na- now people go to travel and uh, yeah. use that time to go to the beach, but but I like it when when you know sometimes I, I remember one time we were on the beach, but around three o'clock. At the time that uh, that Jesus expired, um, everyone was silent and everyone was mm. praying. At least during that time. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, and, yeah, and 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 now that you mentioned that, I mean, I I can actually sort of relate, and I kind of understand more the people or those who. And when I say the people, I don't mean to mean they're others. I, I just I just mean anyone who actually packs the family up and goes on a trip during Holy Week. And I think sometimes they when when that happens, it can be easily judged as as if you know you're not observing Holy Week or you're mm-hmm. you 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 you're you know. But then, and I say this very objectively from a certain standpoint. Um, 
if you experience God through your family and you, you know, you, you, you focus on them and you spend time with them and really focus on them. Cause like over here, um, uh, they, they promote work-life balance very much. And I, I can imagine if you work really hard, um, and you, you don't get to spend as much time with your family as you want to, but then for a whole week, because you're not working, you're able to be very fully present. I can imagine it, it, it may not be a religious activity and it may not look like a religious activity to, in, in the traditional way, but then I can imagine children experiencing the love of God through their parents or through their siblings because there's focus time their focus mm-hmm. time and whatever people do during this time i i personally can't don't feel i have the right to judge and say oh you shouldn't be doing that because it's holy week but like what you said i think what's important is that we don't forget um and, and to remember. still make the effort to remember and to commemorate you know um because like there was one Holy Week that my family just once actually we did go out of town, but I remember on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Black Saturday, Easter Sunday, even we we went to mass and we we still observed all of the practices, but we went away because we wanted to be together and without any other distractions and you know um, to get closer as a family. So I, I just mentioned that because you also you you, you brought it up and. And um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it'll be a long discussion to say whether you should or should not. But um, I think uh, it's um, it's difficult. It's difficult to condemn <laughs> or to, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when people yeah. decide to take a vacation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to begin with, that's what the show is about. It's not to judge or to, um, you know. Uh, say yeah. what's right for wrong, but but really our experiences and our opinions. So, uh, honestly, it's very easy to judge, especially if people don't do what you're doing. And yes. uh, but but I, I I agree with you, George. It's beyond my pay grade to judge. Um, it's uh, it, because like what you said, if you encounter the Lord in your family, and if and and I I think also realistically. Speaking, it's uh, it's also a, a, a time that people look forward to because of the long weekend, because there's yeah. no work, and uh, yeah, a modern way of fasting is to maybe during those time times or the the days that that you will be off, um, don't think about work. And maybe you fast from work so that yeah. you can spend time with your family, uh, and and all these things. So uh, what what we're saying is that there are other ways now of uh, of yeah. uh, expressing it. Yeah. And and you know what, Rans? In the olden days, or <laughs> olden days meaning years ago, <laughs> there wasn't yeah. as much to do, and there weren't too many as many distractions as there are now. No mobile phones, no Netflix, no social media. All right, no internet. Period. Um, and so it was easier to focus on relationships. Now I believe that you know, God's love is made perfect when we love one another. You know, I I love that verse. Um, I, I I absolutely love that verse from the letter of John that he says, "No one has seen God, but." If we love one another, 
God inhabits us and God's love is made perfect in us. So the love of God is not made perfect until it's until it's shared by people. And so yeah. just the act of saying, all right, let's have a meal with no phones <laughs> or or have a day with no tech, but then we spend time with each other. I'm I, I imagine a lot, a lot of people would find that difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, would Dinah and I have a rule uh, of not having any phones at the, the dinner dinner table because the dinner table or is about conversations, and once in a while, honestly, she or I still forget. So what more for Holy Week to make it an agreement? And how beautiful that would be to really say, "All right, let's." And it's not just the giving up again; it's also what you focus on, like what you said, and. For many of us, uh, focusing our time on family can can actually make Holy Week so much more meaningful. And you might not be with your family or not able to be with your family this Holy Week, but then to focus on people, on a loved yeah. one, or someone in need who doesn't yeah. have family as well, but for you to be the presence of God to them. Um, yeah, I think especially now when... Um, well, I of, of course bearing restrictions and 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 all of that, but then again, the beauty of being able to communicate. So maybe if you use technology, but not just for the usual way, but to actually reach out to people or with the specific yeah. intent to deepen relationships, and not just for not just for entertainment or for you know, Father Bob uh, McConaughey would always say that. <laughs> um, during Holy Week, why don't you abstain from gossip or chismis, you know? Yeah. Um, so those things that probably don't necessarily improve relationships, maybe those are things that we can put a pause on and focus on things that do uh, in, yep. uh, foster our relationships. Why? Because God is found in others. Yeah. You know what, George? Um, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this lately. And uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you because I believe that uh, love is best expressed in the context or best experienced in the context of a community. Mm. That's, that's the only way. Uh, yeah. you, 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 cannot, you cannot practice love. Of course, you, I'm, uh, I'm not talking about self-love, okay? But you cannot practice love if you're alone. <laughs> and... and so it's always expressed, best expressed, in the context of community and uh, um, and family is your first community. Yes, yes, and and that's why you know in, in trying to to crack the mystery of the holy of the holy trinity, you know there there a community to begin with. You have the God yes. the Father, God the Son, Amen. God the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. So so. Yeah, I think I think that's a practical way, and and this is what I love about what what we're trying to do, George, is that we're trying to also think of ways, practical ways, because un- unless and until it has an effect in your life, then then these things are just words floating around us, but but we need to practice to to apply it uh, to our lives. So that's a good that's a good way of. Uh, uh, Remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, Amen. Family, community, relationships. And 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 so far we've talked about like 
ways or it sounds like we've been talking about alternative ways like right rands or non-conventional mm-hmm. ways or ways that you can easily do on your own or within your family and then you know if we swung the pendulum the other way some people also need the hype rands they also need guidance they also need material to help them focus and that's why well the beauty of again community and living in a country that has limitless options for retreats and things you can yeah. watch on TV and um, events and uh, honestly runs uh, Kerygma conference and Easter Holy Week are words the two things that I those were the two highlights of my year when I was still working with you and with Bo and mm-hmm. SVR TV uh, just putting together just all of this all of these activities where we could discover God in fresh ways and in creative ways I think yeah. one of the things I love is the seven last words um, when people will share what it means to them because when you hear what other people have to say it helps you reflect in your own life um, you know so like for example Listening to seven last words and hearing testimonies of people and of how God's Jesus's word was alive in them, uh, mm-hmm. oh man, that that helped me reflect so much. So if you're the type who needs guidance or needs inspiration or needs the help of others to you know to spark that, then then to deliberately go out of your way to schedule and attend these things or participate in these things uh, is is obviously another way that can make uh, Lent uh, so so meaningful by taking advantage of technology, by taking advantage of today's what today's uh, modern world has to offer. Yeah, I'm excited about that, George, because you, you know me, my passion is to be able to present all these things all these traditions in a in a in a new light. Okay. Um when did you leave for two thousand seventeen? I had one last Easter right before I left. Uh, so mm-hmm. I left May yeah. two thousand seventeen. And, and and this is what I love about our Catholic faith, George. We we have so many traditions that can enrich our uh our faith. Okay. For example, George, we did this in twenty eighteen, I think. So you were not here anymore. We started, we, we, we said that um, instead of bringing people to church, why don't we bring the church to the people? And during Lent, uh, one of the things, the practices, is uh, the, four, the 14 stations, the stations of the cross. Mm, yeah. That's and right. normally, normally you'd go to church and you'll see these 14 stations. And uh, of course, you do the prayers, the reflections, etc. In, in the district, in our district, George, Makati, we said, instead of doing that, instead of waiting for people to come to church, why don't we bring it to people? So we, we talked to a mall, yeah. and uh, we started with 14 squares. 14 squares. It's 14 squares. S meaning stations, questions, reflections. So 14 squares, and we went to a mall in BGC. And we had this huge, fort, huge square that has uh, the traditional fourteen uh, the stations of the cross prayer on one side, and then on the other side, 
we had the question for reflection, and then we had an artistic rendition of the thing. So instead of people uh, waiting for people to go to church, so and, and, and we've had many people uh, doing the Stations of the Cross in the mall, okay? Yes. And so they complete the 14 stations. And then I'll just uh, share this a bit. And then the next year, we, we, we changed it a bit, tweaked it a bit, and called it purple squares. Purple meaning the color of Lent is purple squares. And we did it like, uh, you know, some, like in a way that would attract the younger group. And this time, we tweaked it a bit. So we, we already had a video reflection. Mm. Of uh, different people, me, myself, brother Bo, Risa, yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, so there would be uh, the regular prayer, and then uh, a, a special uh, question for reflection, and then a video reflection of every station. So, and then that year, George, um, we did it in a mall in Makati, in, in in BGC. Another mall from Makati contacted us and asked us to yeah. do it there, in yeah. their mall. So we had two, two uh, uh, sites already. And then the parish church, the, the St. Michael the Archangel Parish in, in, in BGC, asked us to do a miniature, <laughs> uh, again, a miniature uh, stations there. And we did it around the church. And we did it. We had baskers, and uh, and mm. it was fun. And and before during the pandemic, twenty twenty, we were supposed to do it like already BGC wide purple steps, na yung parang procession. And that's wow. uh, you know, uh, I'm, see, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. The, that pandemic hit. Uh, yeah. So so there, there's more than just one expression of of, yeah. of trying to deepen your faith. Yeah. And and I think you know, taking jumping off from what you said, Rans, because I think a lot of people have this concept that length length has to be boring. You know, it um, it was it was before. <laughs> well, sorry, yeah, <laughs> maybe kid, because yeah. <laughs> it represent length. The, it was associated with silence and bawal and not being allowed to do stuff, and um. I, I, I think as the years have gone by, we've discovered that um, I think the objective of that, I would imagine, is really, you know, the, the, the more quiet you are, the more you're able to listen. But then we've, we've come to discover that God speaks to us in many different ways and speaks to an individual in a very special way, which is why I love having all of these creative options because for someone who has difficulty being silent or has difficulty being solemn um, may very well hear the voice of God through the creative outlet that, that you guys have, have done, such as like those 14 squares or, you know, uh, or, or like you said, through a musician singing maybe even a secular song that, that, mm -hmm. has, uh, that, that they can connect with. So... In the end of the day, uh, the question, what makes Lent meaningful for you, I think, would be to connect it to what has meaning for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it will be meaningful to you is for it to be meaningful to you, for it to make a connection, to, to find something that you can relate to 
otherwise, it is just religion. It is just action with, but alien to you. And um, it, it would be a shame to waste this opportunity where you can. So to, to, to actively try and seek out that connection, to actively yeah. try and, and find something that will have meaning to you is one way definitely to make the season meaningful. Yeah, and and we may, maybe now, George, we can talk about. Uh, I I think okay, this is what I think. I think Lent is a time for us to regroup, recoup, recharge, mm. and uh, this this I'm just connecting this to the other definition of Lent, which is springtime. Usually. Flowers bloom in springtime. Mm. Springtime connotes a newness, freshness, and uh, so so. It's it, during this time of the year. Is uh, we're talking about how to make it meaningful. Why don't we use this time to look for meaning and to look for the freshness that uh, that will just uh, maybe sustain us for the rest of the year. So. Mm. Because it's springtime, so think of a new way of expressing your faith. Think of a new way mm -hmm. of connecting with God. Think of a new way of, of maybe loving people. Um, again, I think we have a lot of resources on that. So, yeah, because it's springtime, it's, it's a time when the flowers will begin to bloom. And, and like in spring, we don't have spring here in the Philippines. <laughs> but uh, you know, spring is a really nice season. The weather's just fine. You know, the, the, it's yeah. cool and etc. You have we have spring there, George. Yes, right? yes, my mm -hmm. favorite season. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. So and so there, yeah. Rans, I love it that you said that because um, you know Isaiah forty three nineteen says, "See, I am doing a new thing," and. What I love about that verse is it's not just I will do a new thing, it's I am doing a new thing. We yeah. don't realize that God is always doing something new. God mm -hmm. is always creating. That's why I love our jobs, man, because I really feel that we reflect in a very in a very articulate way what God does. He is creator. He is creative. And he's always yeah. thinking up of ways to express himself to us and also to bless us. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And so in, in a pandemic, a lot of people have experienced so much loss, whether it's material, whether it's business, uh, whether it's physical or whether it's people, lost loved ones. Mm -hmm. but, but I believe that with every loss, God replaces it with something new. Mm -hmm. And so... I love what you said to focus on freshness, focus on what new thing can happen in your life. And this is a great time to reset, recharge, recoup, and to, yeah. you know, to say, Lord, I've had a tough year. You know, we always say that it, it, it doesn't even have to be from January to December. It could be from, uh, you know, whatever the year has been for you up to this point that you're listening to this podcast, it's been difficult. There have been challenges. But Lord, I know you're doing a new thing. And to be still 
in your own way and to actually reflect what new thing is God doing in my life. And a lot of times he's doing it. We don't notice because we don't stop to notice. We don't reflect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Rand, I mean, I, I want to mix that in, throw into the mix what you mentioned a while ago also of Jesus 40 days, 40 nights fasting to prepare himself for his public mission. Mm-hmm. So I imagine just like what we said about fasting, if we're going to tie it back, you know, when you deprive yourself of something or when you give something up mentally, you have space for something else because, you know, you're not thinking about the food. You're not sitting down. You, so you have the opportunity to focus on something else. If you give up shopping or you abstain from shopping and the, the, the one hour you had spent in the mall, you, okay, if you've given it up, then you have the ability to allocate your time, energy, and, and attention to something else. Preparing for a mission. And it's, isn't it funny that um, Jesus started his mission at 33 and um uh, sorry sorry at, at 30 and he died at mm. 33 so 30 yeah. years he prepared for a three-year mission mm-hmm. for a three-year yeah. execution just to to tell us how much planning and investing in the execution how important it is so mm-hmm. um you know you you if you're listening right now you don't necessarily have to be a religious person or you may not necessarily be in mission as how it's you know portrayed in the catholic church or feeding the poor or preaching on stage or you know in in the context of religious gathering but you do have a mission whether Mm -hmm. it's to be the best banker or to be a good healer uh through by being a doctor or to be a good son-in-law or 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 daughter to your mom or you're taking care of a sibling or you're you're writing uh, copy for advertisements that help mm-hmm. people uh, choose products that actually make a difference in their life, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I believe we all have missions. Yeah. And yeah. to spend this time reflecting and preparing for the next phase of your mission, whatever that could be. Um, you might be planning a project or you might be at a crossroads to shift career or Simply, you might be facing challenges in your mission and you want to take it to the next level or you need um, a, a spark or energy or encouragement to go on. Now's a great time to find that through through God and through prayer and through reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree there. Uh- because in Lent is always an invitation to start anew. And uh, I think now's the right time. Uh, George, going back to what you said about the um, about see I am doing something new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the next part of that verse is before a new thing breaks from the bud, I declare it to you. Okay? So, um, isn't while you said that, George, I was just so floored by the fact that if you're into planting, which which I'm not, naman, but I I, I kind of know how it works because of uh, biology. Uh, what would you? Uh, 
what's the study of plants? Uh, biology, zoology, botany. Botany. Uh, yeah, because of some, yeah, botany. That before a new thing, before the first leaf comes out, it started long before. Because it, it was already starting even if we couldn't see it. And, and uh, when we talk about springtime, it's already the time when it will just blow, um, break from the bud or start to grow. But let's just you know, trust God that even if we didn't see him work or if we're not seeing him work, doesn't mean he's not working. Something's happening under the ground. That under we cannot the ground. See. In the soil. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, awesome. Lent. Awesome. George, I have, I have a question, but, but, but how do you, um, the, our, our struggle or our challenge, not because we're old, George, but our challenge is to make whatever we're sharing, the Word of God, relevant to, to all generations. Uh, if if uh, you, uh, you, my son and your son, you know they're Gen Zs already. Um, but how do you simp- how do you tell them or how do you explain to them what what Lent is and why they have to go through that? You know, I'm asking now, and we're gonna try to answer that. But um, how's that? How do you, you know, do it? Um, at a certain point, we started explaining what Jesus did on the cross to our son, Anton, I think when he was around four years old. And obviously, we didn't get too much into the gory detail. But it's for a four-year-old, sometimes it's hard for him to understand the concept of Jesus saving us from sin. But what I always love to tell him is that it was an example of what love is, which is sacrifice. And mm-hmm. so what what Jesus did was he came to show us um, what love is through sacrifice and by giving your life. And by, when you give your life, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily have to die physically, but to sometimes die or to give up or to do things that you don't necessarily want to do out of love. And and in, in on his level, it's cleaning up his room. Or, or picking up the toys from the floor <laughs> when he doesn't want to do it, but out of love, he can make that sacrifice or, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. to meet him where he is. And, and yeah, just hopefully, so it's not so much, yeah, obviously he can't, he may not be able to grasp it yet, but then we put it in the concrete terms of, you know, what he does every day. And try to say, well, this is this this is what love is, and you know what I mean. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's what we are trying to do. And and th- but now that he's almost seven years old, and with the help all, also of school, because they he's in a Catholic school, we're hoping to uh, make it a little more, you know, um, sort of expound the, the message uh, a little more, and maybe talk about. You know, talk about sacrifice or um, uh, waiting, or you know, um, and and it might have something to do with him um, relating to his sister, uh, which is great that he has a sibling, um, and and he's very sacrificial. He he always gives up his 
candy bar for her or you mm-hmm. know oh. uh, of course sometimes after he gives it up he'll say dad can I have because I gave it to Andy <laughs> he's also very smart but, yeah. yeah but yeah and I and I told him once you know when you make a sacrifice you do it knowing that you're not gonna get it in return anymore you're not gonna get another one and at that point he's like okay so I take it back but you know, <laughs> uh, ho- hopefully now we can, you know, he might be able to. And, and I, I think to also not uh, put so much pressure for him to to get it right away. But ultimately, I think yeah. these are the seasons where we talk about it and there's, it's, there's help from what's happening around. Mm-hmm. But it's really a daily thing and throughout the year that we need to model it to him, which is yeah. a bigger challenge. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that uh, that Anton and uh, Andy are very blessed to have you and Diana as parents. Why? Because I think the best way to explain and to uh, make them understand what we're doing, all the traditions, etc. in our church, in the Catholic Church, is to model it. And, uh, you know, you and Diana are, 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 are good models for that and i think that's the that, that's the best way because I, I think all these things they're not really taught but they're caught they're, mm. they're they're caught more than it's taught you can teach them about the basics you know, that's cat, that's catechism okay but the the apl- application you know it's really caught it's it's like a vision you catch it and you don't just teach it or pass it on they catch it and uh, Make giving them or putting them in an environment where it's easy for them to catch. I think uh, that's the challenge to to us young young parents. <laughs> Next, did you hear that, young parents? Yes, <laughs> did you hear that. Yeah, or parents with young children. <laughs> no, no, I, I'd rather be young parents. So, <laughs> well, well, we try, Rans, but. And we fail miserably a lot, but it's 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 a struggle. But then, yeah, it's eye on the prize. Um, it's but I agree, it's modeled, it's caught, and and yeah. Um, I mean, because I I think we also have to realize. Um, yeah, Dinah's very good at it. Meeting them where they are. Um, yeah. Asking them to sit through uh, a, a three-hour activity, which they. Which and then you know uh, you have to really ask: um, Are you able to break it down? And uh, you know um, what what will they get from it? Uh, at the same time, I feel that tradition is a fantastic thing. We grew up, you know, the most traditional family when it came to you know the Catholic faith, and there's a lot of value in that as well. So the challenge is to for it to not just be empty tradition, but to yeah, to make it meaningful, and mm-hmm. um, and and hopefully, um, enforcing too much tradition also doesn't cause uh, children to rebel uh, against it. You know what I mean? I think that's mm-hmm. one sad outcome sometimes when it's not explained or when it's not processed, and it's mm-hmm. just we do it just because. And uh, there's a danger for them or for uh, especially people from our generation who were very disciplined in this um, to, to rebel against it. 
mm-hmm. and, and it would be a shame for that to happen as well. So, so yeah, um, to couple it with love in in real time and in the in the in in real life situations, because I a friend of mine always said, you know, Christianity can't exist in a vacuum. It 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 can't just be a a nice concept. It has to be feet on the ground. It has to be what does this have to do with my life and. That's the only time it will have meaning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So so the, you know sometimes I think um, our our children are, are are blessed because now all these things are available to them. You know before before uh, and and I'm I'm also talking to our listeners. Uh, you know the times now uh, they're more practical ways or practical ways to apply or or, or or celebrate and remember the the sacrifice of Jesus, the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we do during Lent. And uh, you, you can do this. You can do this through the feasts. You can do this through your community, through your parish church. Um, it's it's, it's um, wonderful. But I, but I believe that I said that Lent is always an invitation to, to, to start anew. I also believe that Lent is, um, is a time that we need to spend to study Jesus. That's why we commemorate. That's why we, we remember the, his 40 days of experience. We're not just talking about the experience, but we're also talking about the person. What, 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 he did, what did he do? What does he, what does he want us to do? So... Um, it's an invitation to be Christ-like. Uh, yesterday, George, we had uh, we had a class, um, theology class, and and uh, there was a question that they asked: Who is a Christian? Um, wow! So, you know, theology for me is brain bleed. Um, who is a Christian? And 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 one of my our classmates, Jay Yogawin, said that. A Christian is someone who is like Christ at a particular moment. Uh, meaning, who acts like Christ, thinks like Christ at a particular moment because it's very difficult. You said that we fail a lot. Uh, so, it, you know, but, but I think the invitation is for us uh, through Lent to be more like Jesus Christ at a particular time and then make that particular time more uh, maybe happen more often and it's not just enough for us to be followers of Jesus to be called Catholics um, that doesn't make us Christians I mean uh, yeah. that doesn't make us like Christ what will make us like Christ is we if we follow and if we do what he he wants us to do so, did I make yeah. sense no uh, uh, absolutely no uh, no no being a <laughs> I did not make sense oh, okay of course you did being being a Christian is acting like Christ, and the beauty of being a Catholic is having the Catholic community traditions and the religion, because religion means to bind, right? To unite, and it, mm-hmm. it it gives you a family to practice your Christianity with, and to apply it to, and to to and and like you said, I love what you said. Love comes alive in community, and that is mm-hmm. also why I agree. Love, love being a Catholic, uh, because all the things that it has to offer, spe- uh, the religion has to offer, especially if they have meaning to you, 
are so rich. You know, Rans, I, I find that because a lot of us grew up Catholic, Catholic country, 85%, um, a lot of it has trans been translated simply to tradition and to rituals. And it's a shame when we don't really understand and dig up you know, wh where this came from, what it means. Um, like, for example, the movements in the mass, what's happening at this point, that point, why, why is this being said? If we took the time to um, discover that the Catholic faith, it's so beautiful mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, you can spend a lifetime journeying and discovering. Um, and some, you know, Maybe that's another invitation, Rands, to you know, to deepen your Catholic faith and maybe to set aside some time this this uh, Lent to study a little yes. more, find out a little study. more about Catholic tradition, so that when it happens, or when you're at Mass, or when you're at the retreat, or when you're, you know, in this ritual, it's not just motion it's not just empty motion and it's not mm -hmm. just but but more devotion you know uh, yeah it's not yeah. just a practice or something that you were made to do or you're used to but really something that can give life uh yeah because yeah. there is a connection and 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 with that um you know maybe three recommendations this Lent to make it meaningful is to sacrifice, to grow, and to pray. So mm -hmm. what, what, what are the things that you can give up? Randy and I talked about so many things. And again, it's... Um, but, but to not just give it up without understanding why. It's you give it up because God, in exchange for this that is very valuable to me, I will make an effort put my time, energy, and maybe even money to deliberately understand you, the person of Jesus, and our Catholic faith more, um, mm -hmm. which is where you can grow. Well, you know, and yeah. Like what Randy said, what new thing can you add to your life? Or what, what newness are you looking forward to? Uh, or, or how can you take things and level up? Yeah, read, yeah. read, 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 yeah. <laughs> read. We have read. so many. Yeah, read. We watch, have so many watch, materials. Listen, listen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we and and of course, George. If you're gonna use technology, anyways, you can use it, naman, for the glory of God. Uh, <laughs> because there are lots of YouTube videos explaining our faith, our Catholic faith, and. Uh, Ascension Press and uh, hmm. feast, beautiful feast stuff. books. Yes. Yeah, beautiful stuff. And instead of watching your usual K-dramas on Netflix binge, doing a Netflix binge, why don't you maybe do uh, uh, a faith binge or something? Hmm. So, Love it. Yeah. Use technology and then and that, will, that will also make you grow. And... Uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's it, it may be a sacrifice because it's really, it you know it's it's a choice you, between this or that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you really want. You, you, I know, I know, guys. Um, we we want to get to the next episode of the taxi driver or Vincenzo <laughs> or uh, 
or whatever. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's more fun to watch that. But you know what? Once you understand it, once you understand why these things are, why, you know, it's good, George, to understand the traditions of the Catholic Church because they're not just traditions. If you look at them now, it's, it just looks like traditions. But, but there's the necessity of, under, uh, of including in your understanding of, of that tradition the cultural context. Why was it there? And, and you know what? Uh, try to discover the different parts of the Mass and why. Uh, you know, when, when, when the priest raises this up, what does it mean? And Damenya and George, it's really, I know, and yeah. it's... Uh, Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, and, and so far as prayer is concerned, um, obviously, you have formula prayers, you have the prayer Jesus taught us, and then you have your personal prayer. But I think in the end of the day, it's connecting with God. It's having a conversation in a in a way that is meaningful to you, mm-hmm. I I personally love Rand's playing some worship music and just letting those words, the lyrics, become my words. And and you know, no matter how many times I listen to a song, every time there's there's something new uh, because of my situation, and it could mean something different, and that becomes my prayer. Um, so not one to say it has to be this has to be that but what's important is that we do it and um you know kind of like what we said last week uh, about love languages uh finding the love language of the person you love and actually taking time to meet it to speak it and to spend time or give something or to say something with to that person that that person will understand um we, I believe, you know, we believe God has given you a love language and a connection to Him, which, you know, where you can discover Him. But the point is to just find that. And if you don't know what it is yet, then you have time to try it out. <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. listen to a song, watch a video, uh, read a book, go to mass, or just do nothing and just sit down in silence. Until we find what works for us, then keep searching. Um, because when you find it and find that connection, and I know, you know, I really believe anyone, because he said, right, Rand, seek and, and you will find. You yeah, yeah. With all your heart. Uh, if you put an effort to it, you know, because a lot of people complain and just complain. I, I, I get bored. I don't hear God's voice. I don't know what to do. But then the question is how... How hard are we trying? Have we tried different ways or are we just trying one way and after it fails, it's like, ah, no, God doesn't want to talk to me or God can't be understood. But there's so many options Mm -hmm. and so many potential ways that God can reveal himself to you. And I I believe he wants to. And hey, maybe this podcast is, is one way, hopefully. Yeah, uh, George, um, I, I want to challenge those who are listening. Um, uh, in any situation, I, I want you to ask yourself one thing. How can I see God in this? Um, uh, so whether it's a good, good circumstance or bad uh, circumstance, where is God in all these uh, so, so if you're in traffic, what is God asking me to do? Why am I here? Why? Because I believe that everything happens on, for a purpose. So, uh, 
so if if yeah you 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 lose your job ask yourself you know it's easier said than done but but if you ask it the right way and then if you spend some time in solitude also this i i, I like what george said about just keeping quiet and then you can talk to god just talk to him like no formula <laughs> Uh, although although you can say our our usual Catholic prayers, but but sometimes you know you just need to just talk to him, though whatever way you want to and the, whatever way you know how, uh, because he'll understand. He's God. <laughs> he doesn't need an interpreter. He'll he'll, he'll he'll understand you. Yeah. And and I think that's one way that you let the spirit of length linger even after Holy Week or even after this particular season, is to be in yeah. that constant state of reflection um, and, um, and seeking the newness or seeking God in, in all things um, because He's always moving. And like, like mm-hmm. we said, I am doing a new thing. There's always something new happening. So to always mm-hmm. keep an eye out, on what he could be doing and how he could be moving in your life is one way to let Lent extend <laughs> mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to be more structured about it, it's, yeah, have a regular, you know, decide that once a month you're going to watch a faith-growing uh, show that's yeah. very explicit about you know like the chosen or something that's very you know um or go on retreat uh once a month and then mm-hmm. you go to 10 retreats a year one one day out of 30 days isn't a lot um or you continue to fast uh <laughs> mm-hmm. do a do a sacrifice or do a fast once a month just to remind you every month that hey stay connected and you know, remind you of whatever it is we focus on during length. You know, there's nothing keeps us from doing these things on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, maybe not as concentrated, like, you know, sunod sunod how many days, but just one day a month. No one even has to know about it, but you. And mm-hmm. it can be your way of continually staying in touch Um with the Lord, which, when you think about it, Rand's consistency and, and regularity really is the key to relationships. So, Yeah, George, I'll borrow your, your term kanin about lengthen. Guys, for your lengthen reflection, why don't you lengthen reflection? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So there, yeah. yeah. Very so good. for your lengthen reflection, why don't you lengthen your reflection? Hey man. That's George. That, yeah. <laughs> now that's you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Rans, we we've said so much and I I, I I at this point I think it, it would be good to pray for our listeners and um like like we said guys, um there's so much we can talk about, but then we hope these thoughts have have it, you know, sparked some of your own thoughts, uh, unlocked a few yeah. insights. And um and yeah, let's just continue to be open to what God wants to say to us. Um, Amen. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I thank you. We thank you for everyone who's listening right now. Um, They could have been listening to something else at this very moment, but for whatever reason, 
at this particular time they stumbled upon this podcast, this episode. And we believe um, that there's a reason and that you are speaking to them right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in everyone uh, to reveal to them what they can sacrifice, what they can give up, and how they can become closer to you. Um, Where can they grow? What new thing are you starting in their life? And how can they connect with you in a meaningful way? Lord, um, help us to not be distracted by the trappings, trimmings, and activities Hopefully, they can help us, assist us in our journey with you. And if that's not what we need, Lord, and all we need is silence, then I also pray that you gift the listener with quiet time to hear your voice and to grow deeper in their relationship with you on whatever level and wherever spectrum of faith they are, uh, wherever they are in the spectrum of faith, that they would just be able to connect with you this season and on a regular basis throughout the Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Lord, thank you for our faith. Yes, Lord. That um, we get the time to be silent and listen and reflect so that we can hear and our hearts will be ready to remember your passion and death. Father, may you use this time, the Lenten season, may you use this, Lord, to speak to us and try to make us understand the beauty, the value, and the wonderful effect of the passion and death of Jesus. The, the, the wonderful thing that happened that through Jesus, because Jesus died for our sins. We can now continue living. May you use this time to just make us um, remember and and understand your your love. For you so loved us that you gave your only son, Jesus, so that whosoever believes will have life and will not perish. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank All you, Randy. Right. Thank you, George. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys for, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. and may, yeah. your, may you grow deeper in, in your relationship with God and your relationship with others. It's all what it's about. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh, you, you've been listening to Take Note, the podcast. And we're inviting you to listen to our other uh, episodes. And also, if you've been touched okay, through, by this program, maybe you can tell us about it. Email us. Uh, right on. Yeah, email us. Um, you can email me. Um, I'm thinking, George. Um, yeah, just email us. It will be in the link somewhere, I think. Okay. Um, email us at whatever, all right? So just tell us about it, okay? <laughs> Amen. All right. And, okay. Um, uh, again, listen to the previous episodes and share this with your friends. Um, the more people who get to listen, the more will be blessed. And yeah, continue to support um, 
the work of the feast and Brother Bo Sanchez, and it's 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 a really big privilege, Rans, to be sharing thoughts with you on this podcast. Mm, the pleasure and the honor is mine, George. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you at the next episode. Yep. Take note. Bye. Take note. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. If you like this episode of Take Note, please don't forget to follow our podcast channel, whichever platform you're listening from. And you can also join us on our Facebook podcast community group where we can do post-episode discussions. Just search Take Note Podcast on Facebook and you'll see us there. Also, subscribe to Feast TV's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash official where you can also find the video version of this podcast. Speaking of finding our podcast, we have new episodes every first Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. So catch us on our next upload.